Hey guys, Gilbert Abraham here from AGM. Super, super excited about this episode today. I had a chance to sit down with my good friend Brian Tane from the Tane Agency. These guys had a chance to work with Netflix, Venmo, Daily Harvest. Uh, he really shares some amazing um, experience, you know, being in the digital agency world and being a video marketing agency and, you know, uh, throughout the past 15 plus years. So great conversation on ways to create balance in your life as you grow your business. So check it out. This episode was brought to you by the Accelerator Program. Enjoy. Cheers. Welcome to Small Biz Tips with My Connections with your host, Jubair Abraham, where he invites successful six-figure or seven-figure entrepreneurs on the show to share their journey, their failure, their lessons, and tips that can help and inspire up-and-coming entrepreneurs. Hello, everyone. This is Jubair Abraham. I am here. Welcome to Small Biz Tips with My Connection. I have my good friend, Brian, here. How are you today, sir? Good. How you doing, Joe Bear? I am fantastic. I am super excited and pumped up today to interview you, to learn more about what you do. So to kind of get the ball rolling, tell us more about you. You know, what do you do? I know you're in a big city, so let's get to it. Sure, sure. So um, my name is Brian Tain. I'm the uh, founder and CEO of Tain. Mm -hmm. We're a creative video agency based in New York City. Um, we provide video marketing and advertising services to brands. Uh, we work with global brands such as Netflix and Olympus cameras. Wow. Um, and then also emerging brands, uh, direct to consumer brands such as Daily Harvest and uh, Reggie. Wow. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, yeah, and this year um, we made the Inc. 5000, the third Woo! year. <laughs> so uh, we were founded in 2002, but we're still growing. So that's awesome. So, yeah. So t talk to me, you know, you said you were founded in 2002. How did you guys even get started? Like wh where the idea came from for you? Sure. Um, so I, I'm like a classic solopreneur. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, I was one guy who started the whole thing, uh, showed up in an office in 2002, mm -hmm. uh, just making cold calls, believe it or not, and wow. cold emails. And uh, I, my trade is a video producer and editor. So um, I went into business as sort of a technician. If you've yeah. ever read the E-Myth book, are you familiar yes. with that? Yes, Michael yes, Michael book. Um, so I'm the classic uh, technician. So I started off, I had a skill, um, but I really just started digging into sales and, and just started from one person. So um, I come from a family of entrepreneurs, so it wasn't that too far and far into ah, the, to kind there of get you go. into it. Uh, so I always knew I wanted to be a, a business owner myself. Um, and then when I was around, uh, yeah, 2002, I just took the leap and, uh, just went for it. No clients and, uh, started from scratch. Wow. You know, yeah. that is, it's, it's scary for some, right? Because, you know, it's, this is a new world. You're starting from scratch and, and you had courage. You pick up the phone, which is heavy for a lot of people. Right. Start dialing for dollars. Now you mentioned something about you come from a family of entrepreneurs. So t tell us more about that. Is it your dad, your granddad? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, really everyone in my family, um, my father, my grandfather, my uncles, even my sister, my sister. Um, I have one uncle who uh, was actually a chemist and worked at 3M. <laughs> um, but that's it. He's the outlier. Wow. Uh, both sides of my family, um, entrepreneurs, small business. So I grew up in that environment. It was yeah. very natural to me. 
and I had some jobs before I started my my agency, yeah. but um, always in the back of my mind, um, I'm a very independent person, and you know it's not it's more feel fearful for me to be working in like a corporate environment. Mm -hmm. um, just you know, I think some people are either like that or not. Um, it's not one way is not better than the other, but uh, for me, it was just a natural fit. Um, That's fantastic. Be an entrepreneur. Yeah. So how how is it in the dinner table? Everybody's talking about their business. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, it's great. You know, most of those guys are a little bit beyond in their years now. So uh, they do talk to me though and ask me a lot of things. And I, I see that that fire lit in them again. You know, That's just awesome. talking about business. They're just curious. You know, how's it going? You know, in these days, it's so different. Things are moving so quickly. Yeah. Um, the industry I'm in, which is uh, video marketing, advertising, it's really you know, pretty wild. So um, they're really interested in what's going on there, how we're running business, but a lot of stuff's still the same though. Um, having employees, uh -huh. payroll, um, yeah. you know, just the basics of running a business. Uh, so let's dive into that some more, right? Payroll, employees, all of us business owners, entrepreneurs, we deal with that. So what were you say some of your biggest challenges? Because you started in 2002, now we're in 2019, going 2020. Sure. That's like 18 years. Right. right of building this i know you go you've seen all the up and downs on the roller coaster yeah tell us more i think one of the biggest challenges was i think in those early years you're sort of uh if you jump into something like this you know it's really just you and you're doing yeah. everything yourself um as you start to see a little success i think learning how to hire uh quickly um finding people who can help you finding people yeah. who do things better than you letting go a little bit that's probably one of the biggest challenges, a challenge I face, and I yeah. probably didn't do the best job at it at first. I think there's this, this I had a sense that, you know, you know, I started with, with not much, so when I started to get some clients, get some success, I thought, you know, that's because of me, and they, all the clients, they just want to hear from me. <laughs> if I'm not involved, it's not, you know, everything we just worked for for the last two years is gonna kind of go away. But it's actually the opposite, and I think you can really cap out if you don't add people, mm. um, there's only so far you can go. So I think if, you know, say you're, you start your business, you're a few years in, maybe you've hit yeah. like a million dollar mark and you're like, wow, like I never thought I'd get there. <laughs> um, I better not change anything because what got me here, I think that's actually the wrong mindset. And I think mm. it hit that million mark. I don't think you can get past that by yourself. I think that's a really interesting sort of benchmark of a, uh, financial success yeah. and that's the time where you need to hire um, bring other people in the mix so they're the only ones are going to get you to the next tier wow so let, let's dive deep into that too because the hiring is huge right now right so mm -hmm. it, it's something that a lot of us like I know I've made a lot of mistake hiring I've hired the wrong people at time and, and um, it's a learning process for me so mm -hmm. what's your process when it comes to hiring the right people you know, what do you normally do? Um, you know, that's a great question. It's, I think, and I've talked to other founders too, it's really one of the hardest things to do. There's, there's no one way to do it. And I think everyone, you know, hires, you're going to make some mistakes. It's just impossible not to, you know, have to learn mm -hmm. the hard way at, some, at points. Um, so I think that, you know, the best you can do is, is really be clear on what it, the role is that you need. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, be able to articulate that and not be like general and looking for general things and assume that I think maybe one uh, mistake entrepreneurs might make is thinking that 
everyone thinks like an entrepreneur. That's <laughs> not the case. You know, you think like, hey, I can give them some loose direction. Oh my God. Very proactive. In fact, you have to understand there's different types of people and different kind of workers. And yeah. Some of them need a lot of detail and attention and direction. Yeah. No, but I think one mistake I made was thinking like, oh yeah, they'll get it too. You know, <laughs> a loose sort of, um, you know, outline of what we want to achieve and they'll fill in the blanks. Yeah. And, uh, and you can run into problems with that. So I think just through experience, being clear what the roles are, um, trying to set people up for success. Um, if you get lucky and you get some really good core people, you know, bring them in in the hiring process too. Nice. Uh, Have you ever hired an entrepreneur, like someone that is very similar to you and kind of expect things to go right away the way you want it to? Um, <laughs> uh, I hired an entrepreneur. I think, you know, I, there are definitely some points where I put that in the job description, you know, the yeah. entrepreneurial mindset. Um, and often actually people will come in and say, yeah, I have that entrepreneurial mindset. Um, and I think they're really interested in it, but mm -hmm. I, I think it's a unique mindset that I think you, you're, you're really born with it or, or it's something that you just have a passion for. And I don't know how many people really do have that. What it, it's just something like you, either you wake up and go yeah. to thinking about your business <laughs> as being an entrepreneur or, or you don't, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I know that's not a thing asking people to have that entrepreneur mindset, but I find that you're better off managing your expectations, mm. looking at the, the other strengths that people can bring to the table um, and helping you with a lot of other things. And if you're lucky, as you go up the ladder in, you know, that E-Myth book um, and you can become more of a visionary yeah. a nice position to be in, you're able to look out as the entrepreneur and, and create a roadmap. Um, it's better to have people that aren't entrepreneurs below you as the managers <laughs> and the technicians. So it takes the whole group of people and just having a bunch of entrepreneurs running around a, a company, I'm not sure is the best, <laughs> best, thing, best thing for anybody. Well, I, I love this point here of having um, a, a mixed group of people that's helping you run the company as you dig out and carry on your vision. Now, in that process, right, you have that person that's helping you carry on the vision how do you measure them? What are some of the KPIs that you come up with? Is it all tied into revenue? Is it more tied into customer support? How do you, you know, and your team do that? That's a really great question. Um, you know, I think revenue is something that I don't look at it as like the top KPI, believe it or not. I think if you get everything else sort of gelling and in place, hmm. that's going to work itself out. and it's more about just getting um, like-minded people who know the vision yeah. and can help you execute uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. Because if you're doing that, um, really bringing value to your clients, all the, the finances are going to work themselves out. And if you get hung up on that, I think mm. you could be putting yourself and your team in a position of a lot of stress, you know, to hit numbers. And yeah. it's not something as a small business, a small agency that I've really you know, driven super hard. It's more about like, how do we execute and how do we, you know, do a great job for our clients every day. And from there, I'm sure the numbers are going to figure themselves out. That's fantastic. I want to kind of take it a little deeper when it comes to, you mentioned doing a great job for clients. You know, mm -hmm. you've been around for, for over 15 years, 18, I believe. Mm -hmm. And how do you, 
one, what are some of the strategies you use to retain these clients mm -hmm. for, for that length of period of time? Um, I think, you know, it's, it's just never losing um, sight that you are there to provide a service, um, maybe a product, but it's really about them, you know? You, yeah. you are there, you're being hired to do something and you always have to look at it from their point of view. Um, and you really just have to bring value to what they're doing. If, you, if they're gonna hire you, they want you to provide a service and then they basically wanna turn that service around and make even more money off of it. So of course. if you're able to do that, um, that's a really high return on their investment and they're gonna be really happy. So again, I think it's just focusing on um, the client's needs, listening, being a really good listener, being smart, doing your research about their industry, about your industry, bringing a lot to the table, um, and then just being really solid. You know, I think you can't, and this is again, part of this thing we're talking about, you know, every day just kind of getting up and, you know, putting yeah. one in front of, each other, in front of the other. If, if you're really passionate about what you do and you really love what you do, um, everything else sort of falls into place. So I think doing a great job for the clients, you do that and everything else works itself out. That's awesome. Would you say that's one of, you know, one of the main key things that got you to the Inc. 5000 list is really taking great care of the client, making sure that your team is on point? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, that's really all it came down to. You know, it's like the, the referrals come in, you do a good job, people talk. Mm -hmm. um and you know it, it is really all it comes down to fitting 5000 and then for us to make it a couple years or 3 years in a row yeah um it's just a steady you know it's just being smart and i think over the years you gain some wisdom and you learn what works and what doesn't and you're just applying that to your craft and the service you're providing um and then it's just not rocket science you know it's just about doing a good job understanding your client and then delivering them value that's fantastic. Would you say, you mentioned something about referral. Would you say that, what, 90% of your business coming from referral? Or are you doing some advertising? Yeah. Or You know, that's another challenge. I think um, I got a little complacent in some stretch of the, of the company, sort mm -hmm. of in the middle years. Really got a ton of referrals. Everything was word of mouth. And I really <laughs> was like kind of sleeping on, um, you know, inbound, outbound yeah. sales. Um, after I got through those first couple of years doing cold calls, I was like, I don't want to do that <laughs> personally, you know what I mean? Um, so, um, what's, I'm sorry, I lost my train. We, we're talking about the uh, referrals and getting business beside the referral aspect. You said you, you know, you kind of get complacent when it comes to cold calling. Oh yeah. So, um, so, you know, we now implemented, you know, inbound marketing campaigns and that we have a digital marketing agency we work with nice. uh, outbound is also important. So I think putting that whole mix together, yeah. um, to really again, excel and to go to the next level. Um, I think it takes a combination of all those things. And if you're fortunate enough to have a couple good years, I would say put that money back into the company, mm. into advertising, into marketing. And don't ever just think that, you know, the phone's not going to stop, you know, it's going <laughs> to stop ringing or that one big client might not walk away. Um, you really got to stay hungry and pushing out there. Yeah. Uh, the best time to do it is when you're having good years and you have income. Wow. You get that income, you put it right back in. And the pro one of the first places you put it is back into marketing, sales, believe it or not. And it's hard to do because 
Maybe yeah. you want to like take a little side for a vacation or you want to hire employees or buy some new equipment or something. All those things are important as well. But, um, you know, marketing, uh, advertising, uh, it's all part of it. You got to do that too. That's fantastic. I love that you said that, you know, being able to reinvest in a business, you know, because sometimes when you have the profit, you're like, oh, this looks kind of good. You know, I'm going to yeah. do a couple of things here and there. And, and, and then all of a sudden everything changes. Yeah. So. yeah no. You <laughs> so got to stay uh, You have to stay active. Um, and the industry's changed so fast. I know the industry you're in too. Yeah. You know, it's like technology's changing every, you know, things can change just like that. And you just yeah. have to stay on top of it. So, um, yeah, I think inbound, outbound, um, networking, word of mouth, it's all important. It all has to be in the mix. That's fantastic. Now, um, what is like one tip you would like to give, uh, you know, we have tons of business owners, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, guys with $10 million companies, guys with a million dollar company. You know, what's that one tip you would want to give for if any entrepreneurs looking to grow their business past the seven figure? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think it's just, um, don't, don't just to go for the, get into it just for, to make that seven figures of the money. It'll come if you do all the other things and just have patience. These things can take time. Yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't happen overnight. Don't give up. Um, if you truly love it, you know, that's a great thing. I think find something that you really like to do and, uh, because it's gonna, you know, there's gonna be some really high highs and low lows. You're gonna get some, you're gonna get really busy at times. There's gonna yeah. be slow periods. Um, I think trying to find a way to take care of yourself. I mean, over all these years, probably one of the most important things is learning to um, find an outlet where you can just kind of get back into that center. So mm -hmm. some balance. If you do have those highs, highs and low lows, um, that could be anything, you know, some people like to work out or, or play sports or meditate or. How about you? What do you like? Um, you know, I, I started meditating maybe six years ago Nice. when I was really, and this was a little bit before the, the trend really happened with yeah. headspace and the apps. And, um, but I was really at a point where I needed something to just unwind and just be able to kind of remove myself from work. That's awesome. And it's really important to just take care of yourself, you know, as a human um, and not get too tied up in it and yeah. find a way just to get some balance for your own, for yourself. Wow. This was fantastic. I really appreciate this, Brian. What's the best way that anyone can reach you if they want to know more about your services, how you can help them, how sure. they can reach you? Uh, so our website is weartain.com. Uh, com and I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me, Brian Tan, on LinkedIn. Awesome. Um, I'll get messages through the site. Um, you can reach out directly on LinkedIn. Cool. Um, and those are probably the two best ways to get me. Fantastic. Guys, definitely check out Brian. He has an amazing company. They're doing amazing things. I want to say thank you again for your time, for really giving us some really good value when it comes to having the right mindset and create balance in our life. So I appreciate it. Thank you again and have an amazing day. Gilbert, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. You too, buddy. Awesome. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Tips. For more, subscribe to our YouTube channel and connect on LinkedIn and Instagram at Jeff Abe Online. And check out our website at www.abrahamglobal.com.